Proverbs chapter number 16. Proverbs chapter number 16. And we'll look forward to what God has for us tonight. I'm going to read one verse of scripture in just a moment. And uh, looking forward to the next couple of weeks, what God has for us. It's going to be great weeks. Uh, earlier today, I called my oldest daughter, Alyssa. Of course, her and Colin are, are serving in Mississippi, and uh, she has a kindergarten graduation tonight. Uh, she's their kindergarten teacher there in the school, and uh, when I think of that, I'm thinking once again, uh, those that say, I just don't think I'm ever going to be a teacher. And then they say, and if you know Alyssa, and then they say, but if I, if I did teach, I'm definitely not being a kindergarten teacher. And so she's teaching kindergarten, and uh, that's the way the Lord usually works. And, um, of course, she doesn't like to get up in front of people. She doesn't like to speak in front of people. And she was running me through everything that she's got to do tonight, and i got to do this, and then i gotta, I got to speak about this, and i got to give basically a speech and this and that. And I'm writing it all down. And, and um, you know, if I was really mean, I'd give you the live stream, and so we could just all. Anyway, uh, you know, we, and, she's, and this, is, this is what I'm going to say. I just made up my mind. I'm going to read it. And uh, if I look up every once in a while, that's going to be good enough. You know, as I got all this, and she's going to do great. Um, but so she's telling me her outline, and, you know, this is about the Christian school. It's about the parent and family. It's about God. It's about all these things. And I, I made a suggestion. I said, oh, I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let's switch it up. I said, you're going to be preaching the same time I'm preaching. So why don't you give me your outline? I'll give you my outline. And then both crowds will be really confused. And she said, well, what, what's, what are you speaking on? I said, dead-end streets that lead to destruction. She said, yeah, I don't think that will work for our, our crowd tonight for a kindergarten graduation. But uh, it, anyway, and uh, it's a good reminder. Uh, of course, there's many serving out of our ministry all over in, in different places. And what an exciting thing. And, uh, but I want to read one verse tonight. Proverbs 16, verse 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. This is a very serious verse of Scripture. It's a very sobering verse of Scripture. Let me read it again. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but... The end thereof are the ways of death. Tonight, I do want to speak on that Bible study. This will be a help to us. Dead end streets that lead to destruction. And tonight's one of those Bible studies that I think everyone should pay close attention to. Uh, and uh, one of those that certainly our young people ought to pay close attention to, our single adults ought to pay close attention to. Our young couples ought to pay attention to, and if you're not in that category, you should probably pay attention to it as well, uh, because this is one of those things to remind us, because you look at that verse of Scripture, the, the consequence is not somewhere any of us want to be. And so if we can look at what keeps us from getting close to that, the better off we're going to be. And uh, so we'll look at some things tonight, and, and I just have, and I don't even have my normal four points tonight. I've only got three. And so we're going to get out a minute and a half early this evening, but we're going to look at dead-end streets uh, that lead to destruction. Father, help us as we look into your word. May we be reminded that you put this verse of Scripture 
in your word to help us. You have preserved it for us on this evening that we can look at it and be helped by it. May the Spirit of God teach us some things tonight. May your church be helped and strengthened by the study this evening. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to look at a few words in this verse of Scripture. I love studying the Bible. I love taking a verse of Scripture. I love breaking it down by uh, words, parts of speech. What do the words mean? Uh, the Bible is not as complicated as we like to make it many times. Uh, certainly, you, we can't comprehend the mind of God. Uh, one day, we'll know His mind completely. But as we study and we break things down, I want us to look at it, and it gives us a uh, an accurate meaning tonight. The very important verse of Scripture, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I want you to notice that word way, first of all. Um, and there is a way. Uh, we all have a way we can go. Certainly, when we think of way in the most important sense, there is a way to heaven. We know that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a way to God. That's through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a way for forgiveness. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that there's a broad way. There's a narrow way, certainly, but there is a way. Um, and we got to get out of our mind that just because there's a way, it's an, it's an option for us. There are some ways that for the child of God, it's not, not an option we want. But there is a way. So in, in, the, in the biggest of pictures, we have salvation, but it's also talking about Life or a way of life, a manner of life, decisions in life, the way we carry ourselves, the way we operate in life. Um, there is a way that we can do that. Now, I'm reminded that God wants us to have a good life. He wants us to have a happy life. Now, let me remind all of us that there are things that this life brings that because we live in a sinful world, they're the results of, uh, results of man's sin. It's a result of man's turning turn their back on God. Uh, but God wants us to be happy. And that's why he gives us this book, so that we can truly know happiness. We can truly know joy. Throughout Proverbs, we're warned many times not to depend on our own way. Everybody has their own way of doing things. Uh, chores around the house. Every man has their own way. Uh, the wife has her own way. When it comes to life, we're warned against having our own way. What, what, is, what, what am I saying? Our own understanding, our own wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a verse that comes to mind where the Bible tells us to lean not on our own understanding. That's very clear. And just because it makes sense to us does not mean it is the right way. Just because, well, in my mind, I figure this out, does not mean it is the right way. Um, in our text this evening, we're re we are told uh, that uh, we, our own way, the wrong way, we're told where this leads. Look at it again. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, I believe the Bible is true. I believe every word is true. I believe every word has been put there uh, on purpose by God. This is his eternal, everlasting word. I believe the word of God is absolute. So if God tells us that there's a way that leads to death, I think you and I should pay close attention. But if you flip back 
to chapter number 14 and in verse number 12. Look what is in this chapter. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That sounds awfully familiar to our text, doesn't it? So not just one time, but two times, God has preserved in his word this warning, this fact that we need to be reminded of. And God reminds us of some things because we tend to forget these things. We tend to be clouded by our own understanding, our own judgment, our own way. We are warned where leaning onto our own understanding takes us. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a good example. We're told not to lean on their own understanding. Why not? Because Proverbs 16, 25 tells us the end thereof is death. We have to, we live in a world today, in a nation today, we're not thinking about consequences. We're not thinking about what comes down the line. Hey, yay, you know, let's print a bunch of money and give it away. Uh, but you didn't think that inflation was going to come. You didn't think all these other things were going to take place. I mean, some people saw that coming, but that's the mindset that we have is, well, it makes sense in my mind. Well, we better get in the Word of God and see where that way leads us. And that is is so key in the Christian life. Now, we look at the word way. Now, I want you to notice in in your Bible again, verse 25 of, of, of Proverbs 16. There is a way that, now notice what the Bible says, seemeth right. If I had a dollar for every time, I had somebody tell me, well, I just, I, this just seems right to me. And you try and explain to them, especially it's, it's frustrating when you're dealing with a, a, a young person, and that's a relative, but a younger person who hasn't lived life. There's, there's a road, and, and you try and explain to them, well, this is going to lead to this, and this is going to lead to this. Well, but... I, can't comp- I, I don't comprehend that. I can't see it, so therefore I don't agree. And I'm not asking you as your pastor to agree with me. I'm just telling you that there are ways that seem right. We don't always get ourselves in trouble because we have a rebellious heart. Uh, well, we do get ourselves in trouble. We have a rebellious heart. But what I mean is we don't always intend. Now, there are some who rebels. They, re- they reveal themselves. They, they turn into scorners. They turn into all those things. That's, that's an obvious thing. But sometimes it just simply comes to the fact that we're leaning too much on our own opinion. But I want to remind all of us, this is so critical. This is so key. And you can apply this to, to, to uh, all of the fads of the day. You can apply this to, to the, the different uh, popular styles of worship, if you want to call it that. There is a way that seemeth right. The Bible tells us that. There is a great danger in what seemeth right. There are many who sadly... They end up destroying their life. They end up having scars in life because they just chose wrong. But there are just as many, if not more, that have scars and have destroyed their life because they did that which seemeth right. The devil has destroyed my opinion based on my experience, based on what I know about the Bible, more people with almost right than he has with wrong. That's what happens in a church with the next generation. This seems right. Doesn't mean it's right. 
this, this ought to help us tonight if we didn't do anything else. But, but if we stop right here, we're not going to, don't get excited. But this should remind us there is a way which seems right. Now, I'm on guard when I see that. Say, Pastor, why, why are you on guard when you see that? Because in my mind, it's going to look right to me. In my mind, it's going to sound right to me. In my mind and my understanding, I'm going to be able to rationalize why this is a way that's okay. It seemeth right. That's why we can't lean on our own understanding. Because the Bible tells us there is a way that seems right. Young people, that's why you need to listen to your parents. Listen to the counsel of your pastor. Pastor, I just, this just seems right. There's a way that seemeth right. So what are we to do with something that seemeth right? This is, this is, this is the tell-all. The Bible tells us what is right. There's a way that seemeth right, but there is a way that is right. So what do I need to be in the habit of doing? I need to be in the habit of putting the Word of God inside my mind, inside my heart, not putting man's philosophy there. I need to put the Word of God. And then when I come to a conclusion, I need to check it by this book. And I need to filter everything through the Word of God. Not filter the Bible through my opinions. Not filter the, the Bible through my understanding. But I need to look at the other way and say, there's a way that seems right to me. This is how I understand it. There's been many a times, man, I've, I'm like, this is, this is the right decision. This is good. This is, and then it's like, well, you know, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. God's already ruled on that. It seemeth right. So what do we do? Uh, we have to look at the Bible and what it tells us is right. Be careful with coming to the conclusion that this makes sense to me. Because I'm going to be completely honest with you, and you can, you, can, you can move me down your little list if you want to. There are things I read in this book that don't make sense to me. There are things that I am commanded to do that don't make sense to me. Love my enemies. But God, you don't love my enemies. Oh, when... When I don't have two nickels to rub together, you still want me to get to tithe? That don't make any sense to me. I don't read this book for it to make sense. I'm just supposed to obey God. But it makes sense. I got to be honest with you, there's some things that just, the only thing that ought to make sense to us is if God says it, we can trust it. Well, I can't see it. That's faith. Not everything, and you know, there's many of you, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're thinking, I, I know I'm asking you to think tonight and give me your mind on a Wednesday evening. But not every, the only thing that makes sense is just trusting God. We can justify our actions because, by a way that seemeth right. But I, we should not be looking for that which seemeth right. Are you with me? We should be looking for that which is right. So God tells us there is a way. It exists. There are ways, there are directions, there are philosophies that seem right that are not. Now, there are certain things that this Bible tells us if you 
go down this path, this is where you're going to end up. You know, if you don't, if you don't ever want to become an alcoholic, don't take the first drink. If you don't ever want to become an addict, don't do it the first time. That, that's, that's common sense. That's, 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 we, we see that. We see the end of that. But there's a dangerous thing in the life of a Christian with the way that seemeth right. How do we come to that conclusion? We've come with our own understanding. With this way, it exists. I want you to know it exists. It seemeth right. There's a danger to it. Why? Because we're told what the end is. Now, I know there might be somebody who says, well, Pastor, I know somebody that, that they, they, they seemeth right. They went, they, they went this way, and, and they, they, they have, there's, death hasn't been there. Well, they haven't got to the end of the road yet. Well, we got to determine whether or not we believe this book or not, and then let it govern us. You know, every American believes in the Constitution to the guy live by it. Every Christian believes in the Bible until they got to live by it, until they got to be governed by it. And we got to understand that the Bible tells us God is not surprising us. He is letting us know that this way which seems right, there's an end to it. What does the Bible say? We've already read it several times. Look at it again. But the end thereof. Now, let me remind you, it didn't say the beginning thereof. Well, this makes sense to me. This is, this is boy, I've got this little, this is, that's not the, that's the beginning. It doesn't say halfway along this road. It says the end thereof. And you can take a wrong turn when you're traveling. Man, there's no traffic. But the bridge is out. Might be why there's no traffic. Even more so when it comes to that way which seemeth right unto a man. You and I can justify anything. We can rationalize it in our mind and justify it. We, that's, 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 our, that's our makeup. That's what we are as flesh. If we wanted to fit our, our narrative, we want to fit in our explanation, we can do that. I've been in those conversations many, many times. Well, here, here's, here's my thinking. Here's what it is. And... and, and I feel bad because I know that a lot of effort's been in to come up with all that and one verse of Scripture just... Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not an exception to that. I've, I've been there. We have to understand that there's an end. There's an end to it. And this is why, this is why, moms and dads, let me help you. As your children get older and they, they get out of that nursery, and they get into our children's program, they get into the youth group, and they start to get out of the youth group, you know where I'm pushing them. Well, it, this direction seems right. I've, I've rationalized it, and it seems right, and it seems okay. You better be careful, because the end of it is death. That's not the preacher's word. That's God's word. That's not my wish. That's what God has declared. Are you still with me? But the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, let me get to the outline. Let me say dead-end streets that lead to destruction is what we're going to look at tonight. And I would just say for all of us, let's determine not to go down these dead-end streets because we're told where they're going to end.
a fool would take an exit to the big sign that says, bridge out. Well, I'm down the ramp and nothing's happened yet. We all be shouting, you're a fool. You go a little further, you'll see that bridge is out. But we as Christians, we do the same thing. Well, nothing's happened yet. But God has said the end thereof. And now, I think all of us, we ought to want to stay away from the end. And the best way to not get to the end is not get into the beginning. There are some roads or some ways that you and I need to stay away from because God tells us where they're going to end. Look with me at the same chapter, and we're going to look at verse 18 and 19, and one of these roads, these ways, is a proud heart. Verse 18, pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the pride. I don't have enough time tonight to read every reference of warning about pride that the Bible contains. But there's a couple of good ones just right in the vicinity of our text verse. The way of a proud heart leads to destruction. Say, Pastor, how many times? Every time. Unless that, thus it's repented and you turn back. Now, I thank God those roads aren't always short. Well, I got some more time. You don't know how much time you have before God, before God says, okay, you're past the point of no return. If you and I find ourselves on one of these roads tonight, we need to confess it, do a U-turn, start going the other way, because the, the end is inevitable, and it's true of a proud heart. Now, let me define the word pride for you. Pride has a definition of inordinate self-esteem, an unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority. You say, well, that's not me. Well, if you think your opinion is on level with God's, this probably is. And let's just be honest. We've all been here. Well, well, that's, 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 and it's, a, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, did I have, I'll, I'll just say it because it's, it's, it's serious enough for me to say. It's troubling whenever I have that conversation with a Christian. Well, that's your opinion, Pastor. Well, I, my opinion is on the same level as anybody else's, but when I'm quoting scripture, it's not my opinion. It's God's law. And you and I, when God establishes something and God gives us a warning, I don't want to get to the end. I don't want to face the death that he's talking about. I don't want to be destroyed. So I want to be warned of that pride, that inordinate self-esteem, and unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority. Uh, well, this is what I have come to the conclusion. Be careful by this definition, a prideful heart, a prideful life, depends more on itself than on God and His Word. Well, I can figure this out. Well, you're smarter than I am because I can't. I got to have the Word of God. You know, we as men sometimes are stubborn when we're traveling. We need directions? Nope. We, have you ever been there? Once? When? 32 years ago? Well, how do you get there? I'll just turn by the oak tree. We can be stubborn when it comes to directions. Uh, but if we don't want to end up where we don't want to end up, we probably should follow the map that God's drawn for us, don't you think? 
Notice in your, in your Bible, verse 18. Notice the word destruction. You see it? Pride goes before destruction. That's what we want to avoid. Everybody, everybody with me on that? Can we all be in agreement on that? We want to avoid d- destruction. Notice something. That word before. So as we study God's word and we see there's a place that we don't want to end up, destruction, the Bible tells us that something's going to happen before you get to destruction, and it's that word pride. So say, well, I, I've got my own opinions. I, I know what the preacher thinks. I know what he's going to say. I know what my parents are going to say. I, I know what the Bible says. I just don't interpret it that way. I know so-and-so, and they had that same conversation, and, and, and they haven't been destroyed. It's because they're in the before. Now, let me just interject right here. Thank God for his mercy and his grace. Because if God was not a merciful God, this would be an empty building. This would be an empty planet. But thank God, praise God in his name that he would be merciful to you and I because we've all had pride creep up in our heart. Many uh, individuals have been destroyed because they went on a way that their prideful heart set them on. Be careful, young people, young adults. Even young adults, as you get out of high school, and you may not answer to your mom and dad, but you still may not be as smart as they are. You certainly haven't lived as much life as they've lived. I mean, I don't claim to be the smartest man in the world, but I do know some things. You may want to listen to the pastor that God's given you. Well, I don't need, okay, let me tell you where it's going. That's a way. It seems right. It seems right. Well, my parents are, 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 you know, I'm an adult just like they are. You are, but there's some ways that seem right. What does the Bible say? Number two. This is going over about like I thought it would. Number two. A haughty spirit. Look at verse 18. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Let's define the word haughty. Proud and disdainful, having a high opinion of oneself with some contempt for others. Lofty and arrogant. Pride is just an elevated opinion of oneself, their opinion. When you, a haughty spirit is somebody who is proud. They, they do have that elevated opinion, that high opinion of oneself, but they add to it some contempt for everybody else. They think so much of themselves, they've placed so much of themselves in such, a, in such a place that they look down with contempt at others because they're, I mean, they are so smart, just ask them. And why aren't you as smart as I am? Lofty and arrogant. Notice this is the rest of the de- definition. Overbearing. I, I just summarize it like this. Noisy and belligerent pride. You know, you can be just proud and say, I'm just going to do what I want to do. But can I just bring it down to everybody's level? People that have a haughty spirit is just a first-class jerk. That's in the Greek. Or Hebrew. It's noisy and belligerent pride. Elevates themselves by looking down on others. You be very, very careful of that. 
And if you don't deal with your pride, the next step is you can have that pride and you can look down with contempt to other people. God's been good to all of us. And if you, if, you, if you follow this book, God will bless you. It's his laws. Just like he says, there's an end to this path. There is an end. And there's no exception to that. No exception to that. Some may have a little longer road than others. But when they get to the end, it is exactly what God says it is. That's a fact. But if you follow him, he'll bless you. That's just as much a fact. And this is something that we have to guard against because... God blesses us and God blesses us because we're obedient, we're obedient, we're obedient. I don't understand it, but God, I'm going to follow your way. I'm not going to lean on my understanding. And we trust him to rear our children. And we trust him with decisions in our life. We trust him with all that. And God blesses us and God blesses us and God blesses us. If we're not careful, we'll start to think it's because of us and not because of a faithful God. And you poor others who don't know God like I know God. Most people with a prideful heart Typically, it's a person who's, who's, who's put themselves on the same plane as God. They're going to make some decisions because of things they want to do, because they think they'll be the first one to mix their wishes with what God has commanded, and they can have a good blend there, and they'll be okay. That's a way that seemeth right. A haughty spirit is one that has elevated themselves but oh they 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 are cruel and mean to people who they do not deem on the same plane as them what happens with that haughty spirit is that noisy belligerent pride notice what it says in verse number 18 there's that word before again what comes after before a fall so pastor how do you deal with haughty people i don't why don't you? Well, I'm not going to waste my time. I know what's at the end. God deals with that. We need to be very, very careful because the end of that road is a fall. That haughty spirit leads to a fall. Number three, and we'll be done. But I do have a lengthy number three and a conclusion. That could have been my fourth point, but I just said if I call it a conclusion, you'll think I only have three points. We look at verse 22, and this is the third path, the third road of dead end of destruction we want to avoid. It's the instruction of fools. Look at verse 22. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it. Now, very quickly, Proverbs speaks a lot about understanding. How do we get very simple, summarized? We get understanding from God's word. That's the wisdom we get. We get understanding. Well, I don't understand. We take what God has. That's the understanding you need. Is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, <clears throat> but the instruction of fools is folly. Now, if you just look at that on the surface, that just that makes sense. It just seems kind of a a, a casual insertion, if you will. You know, fool and folly they go together. Certainly they do. But we really have to understand what God is trying to tell us here, what he puts in there, but the instruction of fools is folly. That word instruction, direction, order, command. Now, let's just take what the Bible says. Say the instruction of fools is folly. Now, if we put it in those terms, we would say, I would never take a command from a fool. 
I would never take direction from a fool. Be careful because we're going to define fool in just a moment. This is the third dead end that I'm going to give to you tonight where destruction is the end of it. It's that instruction, uh, the, the, the destruction is the end of it. Instruction is direction, order, command. So I mean, let me just throw this out. When you read through the book of Proverbs, you can, you can know how to identify with anybody just by reading the book of Proverbs. If you can define a fool, you can define a scorner, you can define a wise, you can define a simple, you can place everybody in one of those four individuals. That's a study for another time. makes life a whole lot simpler when we let the Bible define how we interact with people. We let the Bible define our relationships. We let the Bible define everything that we do. The Bible has already given us the blueprints of life. But a fool, we know right off the bat, that's somebody that I, I should avoid. That's somebody I don't want to take orders from. I mean, I'm not going to take orders from a fool. But it's, it is a dead-end path. Watch this, a fool. The word fool, as it is used in the Bible, means wicked, depraved person, one who acts contrary to sound wisdom in his moral deportment. That's why people get upset when a preacher or somebody else says, those that live contrary to this book is a fool. That's how the Bible defines it. Let me further define it as it's defined in the Bible. One who follows his own inclinations. Somebody's bothered by this tonight. You know, I, one thing I've had to get used to as a preacher is people not liking when you use Bible words and assigning Bible definitions to lifestyles and decisions. Now, I understand you do have to use some tact, but when you go against what the Bible says, and you follow your own inclinations. The Bible says that's a fool. The Bible says don't take commands or orders from those that follow their own inclinations. Those who have a different set of morals than God has set. They follow their own inclinations, further defines it, who prefers trifling, temporary pleasures to the service of God in eternal happiness. When God speaks of a fool, he is saying it is somebody who prefers trifling and temporary pleasures to the service of God in eternal happiness. You want to be happy? Do what God says. You won't, life won't go perfect. You'll shed some tears. You'll have some burdens. You'll have some heartaches. You can still have joy. You can still know that happiness because God will bless you. God will see you through. God will, God will give you what you need. And let me just say again, don't get mad at your pastor for applying what God says to situations and to our life. And, and, and we come for counsel and say, well, this is what God has said. And that's why you should not. It's one of my responsibilities is to keep us away from foolish things. And according to God's perspective, not my perspective, not your perspective, not the world's perspective, if it's temporary pleasure, God thinks it's foolish. Not that God's not saying he don't want us to enjoy life. 
But when your way, the word way, your way is for temporary pleasures. That God's not saying if you enjoy temporary pleasures along the way that you're a fool. But if your way is to just live for yourself, he says that's foolish. That's a fool. So instruction is directions, order, command. A fool, one that's wicked, depraved person, one who acts contrary to sound wisdom in his moral deportment, one who follows his own inclinations, who prefers trifling and temporary pleasures to the service of God and eternal happiness. Well, they're not evil. Maybe they're not evil. But God says don't take commands. Don't take orders. Don't take directions from a fool. Now, what does the Bible say? Look at it again, because we're talking about dead, the dead-end roads that end in destruction. Because I remind you, in verse 25, the end thereof are the ways of death. There's a way that seemeth right. To a fool, they're the smartest person in the room. To a fool, they've got life figured out. What's amazing, when we actually teach the Bible, what happens? It's a fool. They got to figure it out. But the instruction of fools is folly. See, we looked at the order. We just see where the fool is. Notice the word folly. Now, think of that road. You start with pride. Where does it end? Destruction. You start with a haughty spirit. Where is it going to end? It's going to end in a fall. You start with the instructions of fools you end in folly that doesn't sound so bad does it it doesn't sound near as bad as destruction it doesn't sound near as bad as a fall but it's not only as bad it's worse what is folly an absurd act which is highly sinful any conduct that is contrary to the laws of god Any absurd act, an absurd act which is highly sinful, any conduct that is contrary to the laws of God. Where does the instructions of a fool take you according to God? Folly. That which is highly sinful. Acts that are contrary to the laws of God. And, and quite frankly, in our nation and in our world, in, 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 in our lives, we need to be reminded that's a serious offense. To go against the laws of God. It's a serious offense. We need to be reminded of that. Folly is not where we want to be. So what do you, how do you end up in folly? How do you end up at that dead end where God says there's a way that seemeth right? Well, they make a good argument. It may seem right, but where is it going to take you? Is that argument in line with God? This world gives a lot of good arguments. Well, that just might make sense. But what does God say? What has God said? I don't want to go down that road because folly is down that road. I don't want to go down that road because those sinful acts, that lifestyle that's contrary to the laws of God, I don't want to be there, so i got to avoid where it starts. And where does it start? How do you... How can you take... In order, direction, just directions. 
you stop somebody on the side of the road and say, hey, I need directions. They just tell you directions. You can't take directions. You, take, you can't take commands. You can't take orders if you're not listening. So how, does a fool, how is a fool able to give us directions? We listen to them. I'm not interested in listening to a fool. Well, you got to hear them out. That's not what this book says. It's not what it says. I, I, I'll, I'll love you. I'll pray for you. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I don't have to listen to you. Well, let me tell you what. We got to be very, very careful. This world is full of fools. I mean, I mean, there's not a debate because it's settled in heaven. But should a woman have a right to choose this or this? You know, it's no. It's not their choice. It's God's. Um, but you hear that there's a lot of fools who will make an argument. And this is one that, you know, we, we label them fools real quick down here in the south. You know, well, who needs... Who needs a, 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 a weapon that can fire that many rounds? I don't need it, but I'll take one that will do twice as much. I mean, we, you know, there's a lot of fools that will make a lot of foolish arguments. The last place that needs to be is in God's house, in God's church, among God's people. But where's it going to lead? Folly. So, oh, you should have, man, this person was saying this on the internet. I ain't listening to them. Well, they're my social media friend. Block them. <laughs> but they might think I don't like them. I don't want to listen to a fool. Why? Because it ends in folly. You know, That's why the Apostle Paul said, Who doth hinder you? It's listening. If I don't want to end there, turn with me to Proverbs 13 real quick. Just a couple of chapters back. Why is folly so bad? Well, if we defined it, that's how we know it's bad. Proverbs 13, verse 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Makes sense. If you walk with wise men, some wisdom's going to rub off on you. Meaning... They are going to be iron sharpeneth iron, meaning you're in the right crowd. You're, you're listening to those that have wisdom. But what does that verse continue to say? But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. This just popped in my mind, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. You can, on social media, you can be right in the middle of a companion of fools. Just saying. Well, when I first started with being their friend, they, they weren't that way. Well, they are now. One day I'm going to have a tutorial in church and teach everybody what the block button is. And if they used to hold to these truths, they don't anymore. Block. If they're going to bad mouth, they're Mom and dad, block. And if they say, why did you block me? Because you're a fool. And th then, they won't, then they'll block you. A companion of fools 
shall be destroyed. Now, when I mentioned a moment ago, there's going to define everybody. They're simple. There's a simple person. They, they don't know. They don't have the information. A new Christian, somebody gets saved, they're simple in a lot of ways. They've never been taught. They've never, they've never had anybody open the Bible to them. And those with a haughty spirit are the ones who look down their nose at them. So you should be just like this. What it is, it's your own insecurities about your own relationship with God. You don't want to give somebody. Now, once they're given the information, now they have to make a decision on it. A simple person cannot say, stay simple when they're given the truth, given wisdom. Because now they have to decide, am I going to reject wisdom? And in doing so, they fall in that full category. Am I going to receive it that then then the Bible considers me wise? Now, I say all that to say because a fool is not defined by everybody who doesn't fit in our... It's defined how the Bible defines them. That's why we'll look at this world and we'll say, oh, they're just a bunch of... No, they're, they're, they're away from God. They're foolish and they're fools by Bible definition, but they don't know God. Now, they need God. But what hurts you and I more than some lost person in the world are those who claim the name of God, but have gone down a path of destruction, a way that seemeth right, and they're taking commands and suggestions and orders from somebody who has rejected God's commands. Well, pastor, it's a different of opinion. God says it, though other opinion matters. That's what it is. I'm trying to help us tonight. What does verse 20 say? A companion of fools shall be destroyed. You know why you want to stay away from fools and go down that path and go down that road? Because destruction is coming. Destruction. And you and I, that ought to be what we want to avoid. Now turn back to chapter number 16 and I'm, I'm done. Aren't you glad I left off that fourth point? But I, but I hope this makes sense tonight. It, this will help us. Six, chapter 16, verse 17. I'll read this verse, make a couple comments, and we'll be done. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. That word upright means not deviating from correct principles. Job was called an upright man because when the attack from Satan came, when the heartache came, the trials came, he did not deviate from principles. That's the definition of upright. So the Bible says the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. Not, not depart from God in the way of God. He that keepeth his way, meaning God's way, not his own way, preserveth his soul. This is the contrast with verse number 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Verse 17 says, the highway of the upright, those who will not deviate from principle, the Bible says, they depart from evil. He that keepeth his way, God's way, preserveth his soul. You may not always understand exactly what it is, but if you won't deviate from God's laws, he'll preserve you. Doesn't mean you won't ever get uncomfortable. Doesn't mean you won't be unpopular. Doesn't mean you won't have to make hard decisions. But I know the end of one way in his death is destruction. God tells me that there's a way for the upright and they depart from evil. 
They flee it. They leave it. Is, is it. is it safe for us to say tonight, fools are up to no good? They're up to no good. We depart from evil. We keep his way. Let me summarize it like this. We'll be done. Staying on the right highway is what should be our goal. We should not take any detours down dead end streets. What highway is that? It's the highway of the upright. Don't deviate from principles because they're always right. This is this this ought to be so helpful to us if we'll just follow it. The Bible study tonight is to help us with a warning of some things to avoid, but it's also to help us understand the importance of not deviating from what we know is right. My goal and desire as a pastor of this church for all of the, the children all the way up for them to hold the same path, go the same path as the generation before them, and don't deviate from it. Well, it's a different generation. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Sometimes we treat God like he's a fool. It's like, well, if God had only known would their 2022 would ever have come. His word's settled forever. Friend, I don't want to see, it's, it's tragic. There's other men in here who have pastored. They certainly understand it. There's nothing that tears your heart out. Somebody you love, you've prayed for, you've invested in, and going and trying to help pick up the pieces of their life. And you look back, and you have a clear conscience because you told them what was down the end of that road. But you get no satisfaction in that. Because you know what's going down the end. And this ought to help some parents, too, because sometimes you're, as your children get older, they come to me for counsel, and I say, nope. I wouldn't do that. And then you, you, some chatter sometimes comes up and it's like, well, now, you know, I'm going to just clarify. Well, I don't understand what's the big deal. It seems right. Well, God does give the pastor a little insight on what's the end of the road. And I want to help keep us from the end of the road. Now, if you're going to be stubborn and you're going to be a, if foolish, and you're going you're gonna to go down that path, I, I'm, I'm, God's already told you what's going to happen. I'll, I'll be there to help you. But I'd rather not have to go through that with you. So, let's avoid the end. If you're somewhere on that road tonight, let this be God speaking to you and say, you know what, I'm going to repent of it. I'm turning around. I'm getting out of here because I don't want to see what's at the end. I don't want to see what's at the end. And let's stay on the, at the path of the upright, the highway of the upright. And what road are you traveling on? The highway of the upright. The upright, what is, man, what is, what a, I got I to gotta, I gotta shut up. What a standard, Job. Everything he was facing, God, God called him an upright man. He didn't deviate. He didn't deviate. What would it take you to deviate? Well, that's a question for all of us, isn't it? If there is something, God's going to test you with it. Let's stay on the path of the upright. Father, help us tonight as we consider these truths.